name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode 7, The B Word. I'm a pretty absent-minded person. I purposefully don't carry keys because I always misplace them. When I was a teenager in New York City, at least twice a month, on the way home from school, I would realize I left my keys at home. I'd walk over to my neighbor's house and they would say, again? And I would say, yes, again. And then they would let me hang out and eat dinner with them until my parents came home from work. I realized this and installed a keypad lock for the house. And since she gave up her smart car, she doesn't have to carry keys. Now, the only thing she loses regularly is her phone, which she spends at least 10 minutes a day wandering around the house, trying to remember the last place she left it. It's usually in the bathroom or wedged between the couch cushions. One time, she found it in the refrigerator. So I keep telling her, each and everything has its home, and the only thing that lives in the refrigerator is food. This is what I thought was happening with overdrafting my account. I couldn't figure it out. Even though we had cut out restaurants and shopping and all the fun stuff, was I forgetting what I was paying for? I felt the same way when I used to lose my keys all the time. It was panic, followed by shame for being an idiot. Except before I could go over to my neighbor's house and it would be resolved for the next day. But this, I didn't know how to solve. I never used to look at my bank statements before. It was usually only once a month when my credit cards were due. But since I had cut out my credit cards, I hadn't looked at my statements at all. I had to suck it up, look up my online account, and brace myself for what I might find. And what I found was stupidly obvious. Grocery shopping, here, and an Uber there. When I summed up those small bills, there were more than what I had in my account. What had actually put me over the edge was our monthly water bill. It said on auto draft. And I don't ever think about our water bill. So when my funds were getting low and I thought it was still okay, bam! Water bill shows up and costs me an extra $25 in overdraft fees. It dawned on me that the credit cards were masking my overspending because I only looked at my accounts once a month. But with my debit card, the money was vanishing immediately. I didn't have room for spending thoughtlessly anymore. I quite literally could not afford another overdraft fee, so it was time for a drastic change. I heard Dave Ramsey talk about the dreaded B word, a word I had been avoiding until this point but I couldn't avoid it anymore. It was time to get on a (gasps) budget. Now, when I say I dreaded budgeting, I mean I hated the thought of it. The word alone had a bad taste in my mouth. I thought of things like the budget in, budget rental car, balling on a budget. It felt so cheap and uninspirational and something only broke people needed. I also consider myself a pretty lazy person And when I used to work in HR, I hated Excel spreadsheets. So the thought of a spreadsheet running my life made me want to puke. But good old Dave hadn't steered me wrong yet. And he kept saying the B word over and over and over again. So I had to at least give it a try. I downloaded an app called Every Dollar to my phone and looked online for where to begin. The first tip I read was to do a zero-based budget. Now, that doesn't mean you have zero dollars in your bank account though I did at the time. 
It just means your income minus all your expenses equals zero. This felt foreign to me because I always had the impression that you wanted to aim to have more than zero. Companies would be excited to be under budget, right? But he put it this way. This means before the month even starts, you're making a plan and giving every dollar a name. Giving every dollar a name. I like that. It meant that every dollar I made had a purpose. If a dollar didn't have a purpose, you'd be more likely to waste it. Just like AJ keeps telling me to give my things a home so my phone wouldn't end up in the fridge. That started to make more sense to me. If you have $1,000, you should have a plan for each and every one of those $1,000. I also realized that's why they named the app the way they did. The next tip was to treat every month differently. With birthdays and weddings and holidays, even though we were cutting out daily expenses like eating out, we already committed to traveling and seeing our family in New York. Some months, other bills came up like car insurance, which was paid every six months. Planning out the month ahead, it forced me to think about all the expenses that we would need to cover in the next 30 days. Except, I didn't have the whole picture when it came to our household expenses. I paid for some things and AJ paid for others. We just assumed that the other person was taking care of their portion. If you asked me how much our internet cost, I couldn't tell you. I realized then I couldn't do this thing alone. It was time to rope AJ in again. Honestly, when she first brought it up, did I love it? Um, no. I was quite reluctant to the idea. Don't get me wrong, we've done budgets in the past, especially for our wedding and also previous attempts at monthly expenses. Overall, I felt pretty comfortable managing to pay off my credit cards. I would get a sense of about how much I spent monthly and then would respond to any overages the following month. So essentially, my philosophy was, if I spent more than normal last month, then I need to not spend as much this month. There's nothing wrong with that thinking, but this new budget made me take a big step back. We started to lay out all our expenses starting with the basic needs. Shelter, utilities, food and transportation. Once we started putting everything down, it was overwhelming how many things we were paying for. Our mortgage, our second mortgage, maintenance, HOA, water, electricity, internet, phones, car insurance, gas for the car, gas for the house. Our budget started feeling tighter and tighter. And those were all just our basic bills. It was also pretty shocking to see how we grossly underestimated our bills. I thought our water bill was lower than it actually was. She didn't realize our electricity bills were that high, but it was a good awakening. We could start planning our money around those bills and also care more about things like Bernadette turning off the lights when she leaves the room or me taking shorter showers to lower those bills. Then there was food. We were spending hundreds of dollars a week on groceries and takeout lunches, dollar menus and restaurants with friends. Even though we said we had cut down eating out, our cards proved otherwise because we didn't count meeting friends to hang out or out celebrating something like the end of volleyball season. We also didn't think we were big spenders at the grocery store because we only buy things on sale. But we bought a lot of stuff we didn't really need to be eating anyways. Snacks, chips, and my Cheez-Its. Gotta have Cheez-Its. They're made with real cheese. They were adding up, and we figured if we could scale some back, we might eat healthier too. Then we looked at all our non-essentials. We had volleyball league dues and gym memberships. I had beauty products and cleaning supplies and Amazon deals that we thought were saving us money. There were upcoming trips and gifts to buy. 
our pool of money was already slim. With these items, our expenses were way over our income. And there was absolutely no room left to make any payments towards my student loans. It felt like an uphill battle. But we stuck to it. For more than three hours at our first budget meeting, we brainstormed and researched and looked for ways to find more dollars to make up the difference. We made a list of things to follow up on, get new insurance quotes for a lower rate, see if we could lower our cell phone bill. I cut my gym membership since I never went, even if it was only $10 a month. I made plans to take stock of everything we had in the house, including household supplies, beauty products, and food, so we'd know exactly what we need to buy, if anything at all. We then made promises to one another. We'd do better at turning off the lights. We'd take shorter showers. We agreed to spend no more than $100 a week for food, with groceries, and eating out. That meant cooking dinner together even when we were tired from work and packing lunch for the next day. If we did go out to eat, I'd ask Bernadette if we could split an entree instead of getting our own. We started the budget with numbers based off of what we had spent the month before. But with every promise, we made an adjustment to almost every line item, little by little. By the end of our first meeting, we were able to get the budget down to zero. All our expenses equaled all our income. I felt better knowing that we had a plan, and at least I wouldn't be overdrafting my account if I stuck to it. But it wasn't enough. There was still no extra to pay off my debt, even if we tracked the numbers to the T. Stay tuned for episode eight. We are family and we suck at finances. AJ and I will talk about how we grew up and how that affects our finances today and the dreaded talks when your family isn't on the same page. The Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt, is written, executive produced, and hosted by me, Bernadette, and co-hosted by my husband, AJ. The show is produced by Andy Goh, and our music is by Harvey Cummings. Our show artwork is done by Abigail Joy. Check us out at BernadetteJoy.com slash podcast. We want to hear from you. We know that people have lots of experiences with debt, and few people talk about it. Help us break that taboo. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message with your debt story or what our story meant to you. We'll play those messages in a future episode, and hopefully we'll make talking about money a little less difficult. Again, that's 980-999-1283. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps our show get discovered by others who may be striving to pay off their own debt. We hope that our story will inspire others to never quit.